Glory be to God. Who is ready for good news? That's only half of the room. Who is ready for good news? You want bad news or good news? Good news. Okay. Then you are at the right place this morning. First of all, I want to pray, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for breath in my lungs. I thank you that we all have breath in our lungs, that we can stand here, that we are alive, because you are alive, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father God, that what we are going to learn this morning, may it be sown in fertile ground. May it catch, may the seed just sprout forth in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank, first of all, Pastor John, Mama Grace, they are not here, but let us give them a warm applause. You know, I know, I know Pastor John for about 10 years, and he said once, Thomas, I need you at this place. And we were just with 30, 40 people. That was in Corona time. And because one man, sometimes it just takes one man to have a vision. It takes one man to have a vision and say, we're going to do this. And by the grace of God, I guess when we count all the members, we, I guess presiding, we reach about 1,000 members this year, right? More. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for Pastor John and Mama Grace? Yeah, it's by, it's by the vision. I also want to thank the entire leadership of this church and also all the members for being here every week. Yes. And God is going to do greater things. He's going to do greater, greater and greater. We see it already, but very soon from now, we'll not be sitting in this room. We're sitting in the arena. We're going to arena. Amen. Yeah. So be prepared for greater things. Amen? The title of my message today is Good News Has Come slash The Manifestation. Because to get news is one thing. But when you receive the news, what are you going to do with the news? You get a briefing. You know, like James Bond. He got a briefing, right? This is your, this is your task. But when you get something like a briefing, it's also important that you do something with it. Very important. Let's read our first scripture. Mark 16 and verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And I read in Jesus' name. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Amen. Actually, you gave already answer to my question because I was going to ask, what is good news? Because in another version it reads, and he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So we can see that the good news is the? The gospel. The gospel is the good news. And the gospel, it means Jesus Christ died for our sins so that we don't have to die, but we have life in him, because he has resurrected from the death. Christianity is not difficult. Life, it can seem very difficult for you. But the answer is very simple. Christ, he didn't work with, uh, let's say, professors and doctors. And all that is good, we have them. But Christ, he went to work with fishermen. Which shows us that every ordinary man in the Bible, he can use. Anyone can be used for great things. You, you don't need some high qualification just need to come to Christ 
and say, Christ, I want you as Lord over my life. I want you to live in me and take control. Amen? That's what we're going to look at today. And next week is a big event. What is it, what, what is it next week? Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Everyone likes Christmas, right? Because you get together with family and friends. It's like a warm time and all that. But actually, it's, every day is Christmas for us. And Christmas, actually, there's no Christmas really in the Bible. But Christmas, actually, what Christmas means for Christians is that Christ is born, right? But when we look in the Old Testament, even before the beginning, Christ was already there. Very important to realize because the birth of Christ is just a physical manifestation of Christ on this earth. Yeah. Because let's, let's go to Genesis 1, 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And I read in Jesus' name. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Okay, we can, we can stop right there. <laughs> God said, let us make man. Why, why did he say us? God, you know, you know, you, go, you see God as the father, right? He's the father. But he said us, let us make man. Because in this already God showed, with us he means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because God, God manifests himself not only sitting in the heaven, he also manifests himself in the Son and through the Holy Spirit. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And what we can see is that Christ was already there before the beginning. He was there already because Christ is God. It's very essential to understand that Christ is not just a person sent by God. Christ is God. Even this morning, where is he? Emmanuel, please come. Raise your hand. Come. Let's give it up for Emmanuel. This morning when we walked to the elevator, we saw Emmanuel, a great drummer by the way, very soon. You got to enjoy his dreams. But this morning, we walk into the elevator. A guy downstairs, his name is Cultus Amen. So we ask the guy, maybe he's here. Maybe he's hearing us. He's downstairs always by the, by the Amen. Yeah, he says, what's your name? Amen. So do you know what your name means? He said, I don't, I don't really know what my name means. He said, Amen. It's like, let your will be done, God. Amen. Let it be so. He's like, oh, wow. I take that. He, take, he took it because that's his name. Emmanuel also said to me, it's very important to know your name. Because he's called Emmanuel. That's why I called him. So, please, what, what is the meaning of Emmanuel? God is with us. Amen. Give it up for Emmanuel. So, the name Emmanuel, it means God is with us. And that's what Christianity is about. Actually, Christmas is Emmanuel. Emmanuel Day. Yeah. So it's, if you have a name, just a side side. If you have a name and you don't know the meaning of your name, get to know the meaning of your name. It's important. Name, names do carry power, powerful meanings, and also it's good when you also name a company, a business, or, any, or you name your child, check the meaning of the name. Amen? Because names hold power. Because God just... Then give Jesus his name. Who, who, who knows what, what, what Jesus means? What's the meaning of this? 
Jehovah is salvation. Christ, God saves. Jesus, Jesus. That, so so me, names have meaning. Okay. What we can see is that God was already there. And if you see the Bible, I always see God as a great orchestrator. You know you have classical music, right? Like you have that da 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 You know that theme, right? And all, if you listen to the symphony, all through the symphony, that theme is repeated. It's going repetition, it twisted around till the final strong ending, right? So what you can see if you read the Bible, it's like a symphony. Christ is already there, but God, he gave some clues in the Old Testament. So this book, I challenge you for 2024, I challenge you, read it from cover to cover. I challenge every one of you. Because if you do that, then you get the whole picture. I challenge every one of you. Yes, because it will bring you so much power. It will bring you so much strength. And it will also give you a lot of information. How to fight. Every, every battle that has been fought is in here. Great man of God, always keep on repeating it. Read the word. Sometimes we try and look advice on so many different places. Whilst we have not read this thing. Sometimes people, they drive a car and it takes their friend to say, hey, this car, you know what this button does? And it's like, no, I, I never know. Because they never, they, they, think, they think just to drive is all right for them. But someone else, he wants to know everything and then get the full benefit. So once you have not read this completely, you are not functioning 100%. Amen? So start to read it. Amen? So if we look to the story of Isaac. Isaac was going to be slain on the mountain. But God said, hold on to Abraham. He says, this is not the time for a man to be slain. So we get a clue. Then we look to Joseph. Joseph, he was thrown into a pit. Who else was thrown into a pit? Daniel, thanks. Who else was in some dark situation that he had to get out of it? Jesus was in a cave, but Jonah was in the belly of a fish. So what we can see, if you see the theme, all the Bible is saying, moving from a situation of darkness into a situation of light. It's a theme. That's the theme. That's the central theme of the Bible. If you can summarize the Bible... In one sentence, it means going from darkness to light. But that, you cannot do that yourself. You can have the mindset. Maybe someone in this room has the, is in a dark situation. He has the will to move from darkness to light. I tell today is your day. Amen. Today is your day. Amen. Salvation is here. Christ is here. When we were playing, I felt the wind. I was looking if there's any fan, any, any, any mach machine. The, the Spirit is here today. The Spirit is hovering around. In Genesis, when God created the world, He says God is a spirit. He's blowing. He's blowing around like a wind. And all that He wants to do is to bring light into darkness. He wants to bring order into chaos. Maybe your life feels like it's a chaos. Maybe you feel, I don't have overview anymore. I don't, I don't get myself together anymore. 
Christ will do that for you. The moment you accept Christ into your life, you come into your heart, he'll take over. He'll take over. Because actually, if you know the Bible, the Old Testament, God first, he showed himself to the Israelites. And he saw the Israelites, they were going up, they were going down. Good king, bad king. Good king, bad king. And what they had to do when they sinned, they had to offer something. So they have to slay an animal, walk between the pieces, and all that. And God was looking from afar, and he saw, although sometimes the Spirit came on people, it came on David for a while. But God was looking, man, he cannot do it alone. We cannot do it alone. So God was looking at, he was planning everything. For a while, he saw that this thing is going on. So what, what did God, he was looking at the people and he says, he was planning already thousands of years before. He was planning, today is my birthday. God said, that, God, God said this, God said, on Christmas he said, I'm coming down. He says, I'm coming down for salvation. I'm coming down to you to heal the brokenhearted. God says, you cannot do it yourself anymore. You need a savior. Amen? God says, I want to live with you. So he came down as Christ in the flesh. Yeah? That is what God says. He says, I'm not going to stay up there. I'm going to live down here. Yes? So that's what is Christmas about. Christmas is about Christ coming down to the earth and, and saying he will heal the oppressed. He will heal the brokenhearted. That's what he did. And once the day was there, he says, I'm going to take the sins upon myself and die on the cross. That's what Christianity is about. So I pray today that you get the message in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let's read Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And I read in Jesus' name. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amen. Amen. When you have accepted the good news, what do you do with the good news? That's the question. When you have, when you have received the good news, it's time for you to move forward. You are out of the pit now. But that's not the end. It was not the end for Christ to come out to heaven. He came out from the cave, right? The stone was rolled away. But at the point, Christ also said, I'm going to heaven and I'm going to send you a comforter so you can do greater things. So once you come out of that pit and once you have accepted Christ, now it's time for you to spread the good news. It's time to do something with the talent you have. Because when God comes back, He doesn't want that you just said, okay, thank God I'm saved. I'm just going to live my life and he will come back and ask, what have you done with it? Because once, sometimes, you know, 
I'm, I'm on my race bike. I'm on my race bike, and sometimes I'm evangelizing. I'm speaking to random people. I'm getting messages. I say to a lady, what will you do when you have 10 million euros? And the lady was like, whoa, wh where does this question come from? It says, we had a conversation, and she said, I'll buy some nice racetrack for my son. I say, it's good, because I say, the basic of what you're saying is you want to give some, you want to do something with the money. You don't want to keep it all for yourself. I guess all of you, when you get now 10 million euros, you all want to share something, right? You all want to share something. Maybe someone will share everything. First, I guess some ladies, they will first go shopping and then... <laughs> And then, and then share the rest. It depends. Everyone will handle it differently. But the bottom line is, when you get something precious, you want to share something of that, right? So, how much more is Christ than 10 million euros? How much more? It's way more because he's, he's owning everything. It's not, it's, it's priceless. And also the price that he has paid for your life, you can never pay that. It's priceless. So once you have received the gift, once you have received good news, I urge you, spread it. The reason that we are many now is by God's grace. But it's also because pastor had a vision. That is what I was longing for. My wife knows it. I always long for a church that we go out in the streets. We go out to the brokenhearted. Because Christ, He's reaching for those people. We can be here for 10 years and just enjoy the presence of God. But it's so important that we go out to the brokenhearted and reach them with the good news. Because if He has done that for you, be bold and say, He can do it for you too. Be a living testimony. That's what Christianity is about. Be a living testimony. Some, listen. It, some have the, have the faith and courage to stand there on Dam Square and say it. If you don't have that faith yet, to just stand out there in, in, a, in a Dam Square or on the street, even your neighbors, even your colleague at work, the small thing that you can, the small opportunity that you have to share something about Christ is important. Even someone says, why are you always happy? Well, it seems you are always having a smile on your face. That can be the moment that you say, because Christ is living in me. And if you want Christ to come on Sunday, you can come to church. Sometimes I, I'm sharing it on my social media account. I say, just come to church, even if it's just for the music. But you see that sometimes they'll, they'll be here for the music, and they'll stay. They'll hear the word. And that's a seed that has been planted. Amen. Let's read Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. And I read in Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what was Christ was saying. But the same spirit, the same spirit that was, was Christ is in you. It's in you. Realize that. The same spirit is living in you. If you're looking for Christ, 
is right and you. So you have that same power. You have to really realize that. Don't think you don't have power. Don't think you don't have power. Sometimes, just say to your neighbor, you don't know the power that I have. Say it to your neighbor, you don't know the power that I'm carrying. If someone doesn't feel powerful, it's just because he has not given everything to Christ. If you give your whole self to Christ, if you call Christ in every area of your life, that's what I've started doing. When you walk with Christ, step by step by step by step, you see this thing, Christ, take this area over. Take this area over. And you see you walk from grace to grace, from glory to glory. That is what we call growing in Christianity. Maybe there's here that says, I'm perfect, I'm fine, I don't want to progress. But me, a year by now, I want to be further. And by further, it can, also, it can mean a lot of different things. For some people, further means more money in their bank account. For some people, further means a bigger business. For some people, further means I want to understand still more of this. You know, there are big men of God, they are 80 years, they are still getting more revelations about the Bible. The main thing is that you have the desire to grow. So ask God. Give me that hunger to grow. God doesn't want people that are on and on and off. They want people to grow. So pray that you can go all the way with Christ. That's one of the conditions about Christianity. It only works when you go all the way. If you think like, I can just come once per month, maybe to church, do a bit of prayer. God cannot give you the full blessing. You have to go all the way. Be, seek the God diligent. Because God says He's the rewarder of those who diligently seek them. So today I just want to fire you up. Not for me, for you. Because I care, honestly, I care about all of you. We as a leadership of a church, we care about you. We are not standing here for ourselves. We care about you and we want you to grow and come to the full knowledge of Christ. Because that's what Christianity is about. And that is also what he wants for you, to come to the full knowledge. Say full knowledge. Full, knowledge. full power. Full power. Full knowledge. Full knowledge. Full power. Full power. Knowledge is power. Christ says he is the truth. He's the truth, the way, and the life. Truth and knowledge. Amen. We're going to read some bit longer story. It's in Luke chapter 5 and verse 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 5, and I read in Jesus' name. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. Chapter 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Peter, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus, Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to them, said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Amen. 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 Where, where are the people in the boat? Petrus, Simon. 
Were they lazy? They were not even lazy people. Some people are lazy, but they, more than them, they were not lazy. They were working hard, but they didn't catch anything. But Christ came in their boat. Christ came in their boat. Christ came in the situation. They were working hard. Some people are working so hard in life, and still they're not at peace. Some people say, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to, you know, be strong. Yeah, you work on yourself and be strong, macho man. But still, in the end of the day, you are not at peace. We cannot work for salvation. Christ came to the world. The only thing that you have to do is let him in your boat. The only thing that you have to do is realize that God wants to save you. He came to the world as a man died for your sins, so you don't have to die. You give your rotten situation to Him. Just come to Him like you are. No matter what you have done, no matter how dirty you are, no matter what you've done in your life, Christ is there for everyone. You can just come to Him, say, Christ, I cannot do it myself anymore. Wash me clean. And He will come. He will come into your situation. He has done that for all of us. And if you have not accepted Christ, He can do it for you too. And build you up. From the ground up, He'll build you up. And like a year from now, then you see, wow, my, my situation has changed. That's, that's how Christ works. That, that is what is called salvation. You are saved. Because the devil, he wants to just destroy you. Yeah. Christ is not a bonus. Some people think Christ is a bonus. Christ is not a bonus. He's your Savior. Don't underestimate the devil. The devil wants to destroy people. And he's doing that. He's doing that by sin. He's doing that by so many things. Some people, they run to drugs, to alcohol, and they feel at peace for a while. But it's a fake freedom. Say fake freedom. Fake freedom. It's a fake freedom. Because when the morning comes, it's even morning, they already want to drink again. Because they can't stand reality. But with Christ, even reality becomes nice. With Christ, reality is, is nice. You are at peace. And then your eyes are opening. I'm even seeing better. I thought my sight will decrease. This, this week I was like, I'm seeing more clear. I don't understand that. Yeah, your eyes are opening. Yeah, you are progressing. So... Reality even becomes nice. You're not afraid anymore. When every blue envelope falls on your doorstep, you're not even afraid because you give the situation to Christ. That is what happened when Christ came into the boat. He came into the situation. So if you're going through any difficulty, any problem, give your situation to Christ. Don't focus on the problem yourself. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. I, li- I like what uh, Elder always says. Horses are prepared for, for what? Yeah, victory comes from the Lord. Let God do it for you. It doesn't mean that you have to become lazy. Because that is how the Bible is. It has, that's why I say read the full manual. Because maybe the way I'm saying it now, you think, okay, I'm going to sit down and wait till someone just brings one million euro on my bank account. It doesn't work like that. 
Because God says, bless the works of my hands. You still have to work hard physically, yeah? It doesn't mean you have to become lazy, but a lot of situations, you have to just call Christ into it, and He will make a way for you. It's a way maker. And you'll be an overcomer. Amen? Fix your, fix your eyes on Christ. Fix your eyes on Christ. It's very, Christianity is not difficult. Let's, let's, let's go to one scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Or 19, Elder. 19, 19. 19. Yeah. And I read in Jesus' name. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. That choose both, life. That both you and your descendants may live. Amen. Amen. Choose life. Who wants to die? I'm happy. No one wants to die. Even that's the plan of the devil. The devil wants people to, to die. But Christ wants us to live. He wants us to be alive. We are a lively church. When people sometimes come here, they say, hey, your church is so, so alive, so vibrant. Why? Because Christ is here. Christ is manifesting himself here. And he, he wants the same for you. He wants that you are alive. He don't want to make you sleeping. He wants you alive. Amen? Amen. Give me some drums. Give me some life. <laughs> Guys. Give me some beat. Yes, Christ wants us alive, yeah? That's... Who doesn't feel that? Who doesn't feel that? Yes. Thanks. Yes. Okay, thanks. That's why I chose for music. Me, I, could, I was going to be some professor, but I chose for music because I want, I want to feel that life, yeah? And that's why I chose for Christianity, because I want to feel alive. Amen? So anyone who feels is not alive, choose for Christ. Because Christ says, I'm the truth, the way, and the life. He's the truth, he's the way, and he's life. Life is in Christ. Even scientists, now they find out, they are even, even scientists, they come to a point that they just, they don't understand it anymore. Because they say, this, this protein it, is creation. They come to a point, scientists, they come to a point that they have to admit there is a creator. They come to a point that they just don't, the deeper they go into the material thing, first they were all theories, but the deeper they go, they just realize there, is a, there have to be a creator. This thing is created. And I thank God that you already grasped it. Me, my name is Thomas. So I needed the proof and I got a proof. But, but Christ says, Blessed are those who just believe in me. Yeah. Amen. So God says, I said before you, blessing and curse, heaven and hell. There comes a point in life that you can choose left or right. That decision, you can make it today. You can make that decision today. It's better to make the decision today. Because once that train is going to drive, once that train is going to drive, and then the guy at the station says, 
did you buy a ticket? He says, uh, he, say, he will just say it like that, did you buy your ticket? He say, uh, yeah, no, I've done a, a lot of good things, but uh, uh, he say, have you bought your ticket? You see your fellow people sitting in the train, going on the way to heaven, and he'll say, have you bought your ticket? If, you don't, if you're not sure you've bought your ticket, get your ticket today. There'll be times that you wish you could, you even have the resources to buy your ticket, even for this concert. It will be sold out maybe tonight or tomorrow. And you wish to go. You have the resources, but you think, I don't know yet. Maybe I'll buy my ticket on Wednesday. It's too late. Then the thing is sold out. If you come here by the door, you say, I'm a church member. Yeah, that's very great. But we can't have more than 800 people in the room, and we have sold 800 tickets, so sorry. No. Have a... But let me tell you like this, there's enough place in heaven. There's enough place in heaven for everyone and for your family too and for your friends too. It's just to get that ticket. That ticket is right there and the ticket has been bought at an invaluable price. The price has been paid. It's just for you to say, I want my ticket today. I want to make sure, I want to make sure that my name is written in the book of life. If you're not sure your name is written in the book of life, today is your day. You have to be sure of salvation. You have to be sure of heaven. To come to church, to pray, it's not enough. You have to be sure that Christ is living in you. If you're not sure, today is the day to come to salvation. Amen? Let's read one more story. I'm going to read it myself. The rich man of Lazarus. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and living in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades. Hades means hell. While he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham from afar with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. But while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. The place to cross over is in life. You know, when, you, when, you're, bo when you're born, you have three things, a few things, that are like that. You are born, either girl or boy. You are born like that. Then you go through life. In that life, you make a decision whether you want to live of, with Christ or not. And then you physically die. And you either go to heaven or hell. That's, that's simple as it is. That's simple as it is, as it is. So we pray today for you to choose life. We all want you to, uh, to, to live. 
and it's about heaven because heaven is about eternity. Yesterday we were baptizing people. And when we were baptizing people, I could see this is an eternal thing that we are doing. For them, but also for the next generations. Because when we read Deuteronomy, it says, for them and your descendants. When you come to Christ, you raise your family in Christ. And they will raise their family in Christ, in Jesus' name. So it's an eternal thing that we're doing, both here on earth and both in heaven. Because all what will be bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Amen? We've come to a point that I want to ask, if you're not sure of your salvation, let's all stand up. All eyes closed. When Christ is knocking on your door, when you hear Christ, He's knocking on your door. He's saying to you, please come. I want to come into your life. Maybe you have here, maybe you have been here several times. Maybe you, maybe you want life. Maybe your friend, you see your friend is full of life. You want the same. But you don't know how to get to that point. You want life. You want peace in your life. You have come to a place that you see, I cannot do it anymore. You have come to a place that you, you just feel, please, I need someone to come into my situation, but I don't know who. I don't know who to call. You're going through your phone. You don't know who to call in your situation. Maybe you're seeking Misschien dat je je uitvlucht neemt in alcohol. Misschien dat je je uitvlucht neemt in drugs. Misschien dat je je uitvlucht neemt in pornografie. Misschien dat je daar denkt dat daar je vrijheid ligt. Christus zegt vandaag tegen jou, ik zal je redden. Ik wil je redden. Amen. I want to save you. Come yes. to me. Yes. Come to me. I embrace you. Amen. The way you are, it doesn't matter what you have done. Het maakt niet uit wat je gedaan hebt. Ik ben her. Ik ben gestorven voor jou. Yeah. Ik neem je bij de hand. Amen. Ik neem je bij de hand. Ik kom in je boot. Ik kom in je situatie en yeah. ik ga je helpen. Amen. Ik ga je helpen. Ik heb het gedaan voor miljoenen mensen. Ik ga je helpen. En ik ga je niet alleen helpen. Ik zorg er ook voor dat je in de hemel komt. Amen. If you are that person who is looking for that, please raise your hand. If you want that, please raise your hand. If you want salvation, please raise your hand. Christ is here. Christ is here. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. This is the moment. This is your hour. You don't want to wait any longer. You say enough is enough. Say enough is enough. Enough is enough. When Christ was looking from the heavens, he saw enough is enough. I'm just going to come down and save my people. But remember, it's a final offer. God is not going to send another Christ. When Christ comes again, you're either in or out. Say in or out. In or out. But I'm in. Say I'm in. When you want Christ in your situation, raise your hand. This is the time. Yes. We just give you a couple of minutes. This is your time. When Christ is knocking on your door. Receive life. Choose open. Life. Receive him. Receive him today. Salvation is here. He has done it for many of us. And we have all become better through it.
We have all become a live trade. If you see us happy, if you see us dancing, if you see us jumping, it's not because of ourselves, because, because God is living in us. If you see anything good about us, we give God all the glory and we want the same for you. When that train is going to drive, when that door is going to close, you need to be inside with us on our way to heaven. We want to see you in heaven. We want to party in heaven with you. When you've raised your hand, you can come to the front. We'll pray for you. The elders will pray for you. When you've raised your hand, you can come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front. You this is your time. This is the day of salvation. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Salvation is here. Today, I want to be sure of your salvation. I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. 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 Don't be shy. God bless you. Don't be shy. This is your day. There is still time. There is still time. You know, Christ did things perfectly. Don't feel ashamed to come to the front. We'll pray for you. Christ publicly confessed. There's still time. There's still time. When Christ is knocking on your door, this is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day that you get an infilling. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Those people at the front, they will be infilled by the Spirit. If you also want it, if you want power, if you want life, come to the front, rush to the altar. Those people, they will be infilled by the Spirit. A year from now, when you see them, the power that they carry, you also have to get that power. Christ wants you to live. Don't hesitate. Please say after me. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.
Today I accept you in my boat. Today I accept you in my boat. Come in my situation. Come in my situation. You are the master of my life. You are the master of my life. I know that you have died for my sins. I know that you have died for my sins. So that I don't have to die. So that I don't have to die. Because you died for me. Because you died for me. I repent. I repent. And I come to you, Jesus. And I come to you, Jesus. I die with you. I die with you. And I live with you. And I live with you. I stand up with you. I stand up with you. Jesus Christ, come and live with in me today. Jesus Christ, come and live in me today. Holy Ghost, fill me. Holy Ghost, fill me. Holy Ghost, fill me. Holy Ghost, fill me. Shakradia Samba. Holy Ghost, fill me now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, celebrate Jesus. Celebrate these ones. <laughs>